You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 96 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with the fabulous and well-travelled Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. It's been so long since I've spoken to you. (laughs) Now, last week we talked about um, uh, your epic uh, photography road trip to Iceland. Yes. And we mainly spoke about the Northern Lights, about the Mm -hmm. spectacle and phenomenon that is the Northern Lights. But, in fact, you did a whole bunch of other things in Iceland and did a lot of other shooting of different types of things in Iceland apart from just shooting the Northern Lights, which would have been, you know, fabulous in itself. Um, But uh, that's what we're going to talk about this week, isn't it? Yep, the rest of the trip for sure. But There's before, so much more to cover. So much more to cover. And uh, but but before we get to that, you have a couple of useful links. I do. So uh, when I saw this uh, blog post from Board Panda, I thought mm. of you immediately, Val, <laughs> and I know exactly what you're going to say when you see this. <laughs> so this is uh, the post is called 10 plus of the most beautiful cats in the world. And your answer would be, Val. But why isn't my cat on it? <laughs> it's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> but they are incredibly beautiful cats, but beautiful. your cats should be in there. And I think they're mm. Is a couple of cats that are your cats. There's yes. one ragdoll cat, Mimi, but she's in a cage. Uh, you know, but they're all very, very beautiful. There's some with uh, multicolored eyes, and there's one mm. very cool cat called Venus, the Chimera cat. Mm. Or what's that? How do you pronounce? Chimera. Chimera. That big, mm-hmm. but after what show? <laughs> Oh, Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> Which has a um, half black, half ginger face. Oh, yes. How cool yes. is it? Gorgeous, yes. My goodness. And Split right my, down the middle. My favourites are the Norwegian forest cats. Oh, How yes. are they? They're stunning. My friend uh, Cindy has a Norwegian forest cat. Really? Um, yeah, Kendra, who's gorgeous. But my favourite is Smoothie, who is a, sort of like a ginger cat, but looks like my Rex except with ginger hair. Very cute. Number two, very, very cute. But I love, I love how um, – uh, some cats are just taking over Instagram and taking over the world and becoming their own brands. Is Tor the Bengal cat, is that what uh, our friend Fatini Hatz's makeup artist has? She's got one of those, hasn't she? That's right. She has a, yes, a little Bengal cat. beautiful. They're, they're amazing cats. They're very mm. cool photos. So, Val, mm-hmm. I think you need to uh, get your cats out there. Yes, I know. I should, you know. Well, I do do a lot of shots of my cats. Uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hadn't noticed. 
You post, you post, you should post more, Belle. <laughs> All right, let's move on to another link that you have for us, and uh, it's actually also from Board Panda, but you've it is. 15 plus pics that show photography is the biggest lie ever. Yeah, and this is actually a great uh, blog post because it shows you the hero, the final shot, Mm -hmm. but then if you click on the image, it shows the behind the scenes of how the shot was uh, created. So the first one shows, uh, and and I never thought of this, but what a great idea. So uh, the first image is miniature cars uh, to create a historical photo, and you think, oh, yeah, they've gone and they've gotten those uh, gorgeous cars and put them on the street, but then when you flip the shot the guy has actually um got miniature cars and yes. uh and shot them in such a way that it looks like they're the, the with using perspective they're the cars on the street so i've got um little miniature fiat 500s val i could that do the same is astounding and it's not photoshopped it is actually no. when you look closely you see that they are actually when you look at the behind the scenes shots you can see how he's done it it's very very clever Wow. He set up a table on one side of the road and aligned it in such a way so that the miniature cars are not uh, not directly onto the table but onto a piece of um, wood that looks like the colour of the road. Yeah. And that's how he's managed to make them look like they're on the major road. Very, very clever. How cool. So if anyone uh, in the community has done that, please post them to the uh, the podcast Facebook page. I, I would love love to see what you've done. Hey, Val, the other one that I really loved was mm. uh, number three, the water reflections. I think this is uh, a beautiful image. Uh, so uh, it's of a boy and he looks like he's underwater and you've got all the reflections. And when you click, uh, uh, flip to see, basically mm. what they've done is they've got a water tank above him and they've uh, shot through that and that's how you get the reflections uh, lit lit through that and and onto his face and uh, just makes a really ethereal looking beautiful shot so that uh, he doesn't like need to be underwater and drown or something for too long. That's that's cool and the levitation ones are awesome as well, Uh, number nine where it looks like uh, the girl's being uh, blown away uh, by the wind and when you click to flip it over she's actually uh, set up on a ladder and uh, they've Mm. obviously uh, flicked her dress at the last minute to give it all the action and then you basically just uh, photoshop the the ladder out and uh, very easy to do if you lock off your your, your frame uh, you can actually do a uh, a clean plate of the background without anyone in it and uh, retouching that out would be very very easy so uh, this great shots in there I love the ones of the weddings because sometimes you, you even though you choose your wedding day you can't choose the weather and yep. you, and, and and there's a couple of shots here which is so clever. I really encourage you to go have a look at this link that Jade has found because the, these brides and grooms have obviously picked a day that there's been some rain beforehand and so there's quite a lot of like really dirty, gross puddles everywhere. But instead what the photographers have done is use those puddles to create some fantastic shots with reflections in them as long as you shoot with the, at the uh, at the right angle. So very, yeah. very clever. All yeah, right. lots of cool ones there. It's a really good uh, teaching tool. So great blog post, worth checking out. Definitely. Now, you have uh, put in the show notes, which of course, 
course, you can find at ginamilitia.com and any shots or links or resources that we mention in this episode are at, in the show notes at ginamilitia.com. Uh, now, you've put in the show notes um, a, a, a store in Reykjavik, is that right? Yeah, I stumbled across uh, the first night I was there a very uh, cool photo gallery and uh, a lot of the work there is uh, by a photographer by the name of Ari Sigvalsen. What do you mean like uh, photo gallery? I don't understand. So it's like a photo gallery uh, where you can buy his um, his work. So it's all displayed on the wall. But 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 what I loved about this particular tiny, tiny, tiny little gallery uh, was – So you went to an actual store? Is I went right? to a store gallery, okay. yes, stumbled okay. in. And uh, like Reykjavik is such a hip, uh, cool city, lots of cool little bars and cafes. And uh, I really dug the, 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 the window displays they had, just really, really cool. This one in particular I loved. And when I went in there, I asked if it was okay to take photos. I'm very happy for me to take photos of the display. Mm. Um, so I thought, I thought I'd share them here. But what I loved was the way they displayed all these. Are old. They had uh, hundreds of old retro cameras hanging mm. by the straps along mm. the walls, and uh, just a really cool uh, way to display cameras. And yes. uh, like you know, for for all the photographers, uh, I'd, I'd love to have this on one of the walls in my office. I think it'd be great if you. It's harder and harder to find uh, old cameras, but they do exist. If you yes. love going to uh, flea markets and swap meets and things like that, mm. doesn't matter if the cameras work or not. They just uh, something so beautiful about uh, these old cameras. So Definitely. I just loved, loved, loved these displays and these cameras hanging on the wall, some of them without even lenses, but just look really cool and just as a work of art. And the one, the other thing that I loved was in the uh, the window there, uh, instead of having like uh, what they had in the window display was they just covered it in uh, old uh, rolls of film, like, you know, ah, boxes and uh, just took me back and uh, took a took a close up of that, and uh, that you know suddenly I was back twenty years to the darkroom days. And uh, mm. also, um, this photographer really uh, he he's not focused on like a lot of people when they think of Iceland, they think of waterfalls and mountain ranges. But he's a street photographer, so he captures the grungier side mm. of uh, Iceland and Reykjavik, and uh, he's uh, his shots are really cool, quite edgy. So I, I loved uh, looking at his work. So I put. A, a link uh, to the Facebook page of, of the shop, so you can have a look at uh, the uh, some of the photos that uh, that he does and other uh, Iceland photographers. Very cool, it, very edgy, very hip. It does uh, look like a very cool store, and particularly yep. with all of those retro characters um, cameras. Cam- but what? Exactly, was he selling? Because I'm, I'm assuming they're not selling the cameras. No, the cameras were just a display, so, yeah. so they're, they're actually, actually selling? selling prints. So you can actually get individual ah. prints there um, of his shots. Of so limited editions of uh, of his street art. So um, you know, great way to to, to get a souvenir by another photographer's work. Why not? Okay, so I would have bought the cameras, Val, if I could. <laughs> they would yeah, have come yeah. to I was already over the limit, and a few more kilos wouldn't have hurt. <laughs> <laughs> now, I understand you went to a place called Harper. 
Yeah, which what is, is that? yeah, that's the uh, the concert hall and conference center in Reykjavik, and it's mm. just uh, such an amazing location for photography. Free to get in, so um, cheap thing to do in Reykjavik. But the the light in there changes depending on what the weather's like. So the day mm. I went there was uh, it was overcast outside, but it's such an amazing structure, and uh, the, like the, the 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 lines and the light in there are uh, 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 amazing and it's it's worth visiting you can't get a bad shot in there so they've designed it in such a way that it uh, it's sort of a nod to the to the Lord northern lights and it's got like mm. um different uh, leds in the in the glass as well and at mm. night it lights up um and so it looks like that there, there's northern lights on the outside of the building it reflects into the water it's been uh, really beautifully designed and thought out and it's um it's a, it's an amazing structure there's some some great architecture in, in Reykjavik itself uh, so you could actually uh, spend a couple of days just wandering around when you're not shopping uh, there's <laughs> some great great oh, oh Val I'm just still kicking myself I found some what? amazing boots and I didn't buy them because you know what? the problem was my feet hurt so much I that I didn't know. go take my shoes off to try on another pair yeah. and so that put off, but I like oh, gee, oh, I just wish I bought those shoes. You know, when you see something, you got to buy it. If, if yeah. you're still still thinking about it after the fact, it mean, yeah. means you meant to have it. Can you buy it online? I'm gonna have a look online and see if I can find them. Mm. Wow. You know. Okay. All right. I haven't so, looked out the uh, currency exchange either, so they'll probably like five hundred dollars, and <laughs> it's probably best that I didn't buy them. But anyway, there was like there's so, some there's some epic stuff there. Jean is taking a shot from look what looks like to be the interior of the Harper Concert Hall, and the <clears throat> building has uh, is is glass, but lots of steel sort of geometric patterns in mm. in the glass, and uh, so Jean is taking this shot from the inside side of a uh, of a stair um, not a stair of um, like a walkway that with a upwards incline and mm. the great bulk like 90% of the shot is these amazing geometric shapes and I imagine what you did was set yourself up and waited till someone yes. walked through I did. Right. That's exactly. I'm waiting for the right person to walk through. So mm. I wanted the right frame. So there was times when like a large group of people would walk through and that, that was too messy. And mm. then these uh, little children ran through and they were perfect. So I, I snapped those and uh, that, that was great. I'm very happy with that shot and converted it to black and white, Val, because it just felt like it yes, needed definitely. that. Uh, the black and white was uh, really cool. I would have liked to have gone back uh, in the evening and shot it again, but it was it was too cold. To go out. <laughs> but it was so, an amazing location. What we've got is a series of shots from different uh, places in Iceland that Gina has visited, and these are all in the show notes. So maybe you want to talk us through some of them and tell us about what you were trying to achieve and were there any particular um, techniques in achieving that those goals. Yeah, so um, when I'm doing uh, my uh, street photography, which is predominantly what I wanted to do in Reykjavik, uh, is I like the the lens that that works for me is the uh, 24 to 105, so I can shoot wide and I can shoot long, so that works well. I had my 5D uh, Mark III, that's my lightest camera, so I, that's it. I've got that, and uh, it's a perfect little uh, walk around lens. So one of the shots that I want 
wanted to get, I've seen this uh, photographed a lot, is a sculpture uh, called the uh, Sun Voyager and uh, that sits on the bay there. It's near the the, um, the Harper and uh, it's basically like a, a sculpture of, a, a, you know, a, an interpretation of a Viking ship and yeah. uh, it's a, like a steel uh, sculpture and uh, it's, it's just beautiful. Uh, the day I went there, um, it was uh, quite overcast and so I just wanted to do like quite a somber, heavy shot and something mm. a bit gritty. I was hoping uh, I'd get lots of uh, birds in the frame, <laughs> but every time uh, there's like there's this delicate balancing act and I've got to learn to uh, not get annoyed by tourists, but I would be there <laughs> set up waiting for the birds to come in and just like people would just come and stand and take their selfie <laughs> in front of the, the thing and I'd have to wait for them to move. And I'm like, oh, my God, there was just all these birds and now you're in my frame um, to get the shot. So I didn't get any birds in this shot, but I'm, I'm pretty happy with the shot. It's such a cool sculpture. And, uh, again, this would be great to shoot uh, at sunset uh, with the you know, sky. I've seen this done with the northern lights behind it as well. So uh, pretty pretty cool-looking uh, sculpture. It would have been unreal to have a, um, a Viking next to that. Yes. So the sculpture is kind of like a modernistic take yes. on a Viking yes. ship. Yes, very cool. Uh, yes, and Gina's turned the shot into black and white as well. And um, yep. I think it really suits the lines of the sculpture. Yes. Now then you did some basically some street photography, it seems. So, yeah. Reykjavik so, has the most uh, amazing street art. Like you just have to wander to, around yes. and uh, there's just really cool street art. So Fantastic. you can photograph the street art on its own, but it like it, with, it needs um, figures in it, I think, for yeah. to just give it some sort of sense of perspective and scale. Mm. So basically what I do is uh, like, I couldn't wander that far, Val, because my feet hurt. <laughs> there's, there's a lesson here, Gina. We've, we've heard about your feet. To the last three in episodes. It. I know, no, seriously, I think really four episodes. <laughs> and you try, I, 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 I have no words. Like, I was hobbling, you know, and you they were bleeding. Like the socks were sticking to my heels because, like, it was it, like I was injured, Val. But I like I pushed through. Okay, so boots that can actually work. What's that? Surely there are boots that actually work. No, they're comfortable now. I was been wearing them today and they're fine, but they just like I was three days short of breaking them in really. But so what I do is uh, I wandered around and uh, found these uh, epic uh, street uh, street art and uh, it would be like the entire side of a building would have a, an amazing mural on it and then uh, what I'd do is I'd set up my shot and wait for someone to uh, walk into frame. So one of my favourites was uh, the side of a building that had uh, a man uh, in a shirt and tie. He took up the, uh, the entire mm. side of the building, really cool graphic there and yeah. then just waited for the right person to walk in so uh one of the shots i got a guy in a suit which just shows uh the perspective i'm really happy with that and then i stayed in the same location and uh like you'd often get guys whizzing by on uh push bikes uh which uh made for a cool shot as well and obviously the clouds look at them little white wispy perfect clouds like if you were cast clouds Val <laughs> these are the clouds that you would cast they're perfect okay and of course the key here is uh, is the waiting is yes. to set yourself up to wait for the ideal 
a little additional thing that can bring your bring something extra into your photo, which is obviously what Gina does, and I almost never do. <laughs> well, that's it, your patience, and uh, yeah. and uh, so I didn't use uh, tripod for this. Is obviously I'm just uh, wandering the streets. There's lots more uh, street shots that I took, but like we'd be here till um, next mm. month if I put everything in. So like sure. the, the, there are a few of the street up, but the, there is just so much. It's it's like almost worth spending two days just wandering and getting the street art because you can get some really, really cool shots. Um, another favourite place that I went to, Val, was the Blue Lagoon, which is uh, near Reykjavik. It's about a 40-minute drive, and it's actually just near the airport. So if you're visiting uh, uh, Iceland, don't make the mistake that I made. And what I did was I booked uh, – you've got a book uh, to it, – it's like a thermal spa that you go to and you, you pay for like a two-hour visit and you go in and soak in this uh, amazing water, get a mm. face mask and just it's it's like beautiful. Did like you fantastic. go in the water? This yeah, is... also when I spent a couple of hours there um, in, and then when the I got water. out, I, I took some shots uh, wow. of the place and um, it's just uh, so cool and it's like apparently the, uh, the, the spring water is meant to be really good for you. So mm. um, I, took, uh, I, I took some uh, moodier shots. It's actually uh, bright blue. Blue, the water it glows and uh, oh, of course wow. I, I I am in my dark phase Val as you know <laughs> and uh, so I, I really uh, you know um, upped my aperture to, so that I it is shot wide so that I get a beautiful starburst and yes. uh, I wanted to capture the, the 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 steaming water and and sort of a, a different mood on the shot so uh, that's what I did with those and then for some of the shots I went right in amongst the people moving through so and shot through through them so it looks like you're actually uh, there at the place and sort of wanted to capture something that looked a bit more retro. Yeah, they're great shots. And these are shots of these thermal spas. So there's steam coming off the water and they are obviously a natural in a natural setting. So it looks like there's like rocks and stuff before you step into the thermal spas. And I imagine it was, I don't know, what, 4 o'clock in the day or something like that? Like the sun seems... Uh, it was actually a bit later. It was probably about 5 o'clock. Okay, so... Uh, so yeah, the sun the, was just about to set, yeah. The sun's about to set. It wasn't too high in the sky. And um, we have the signature Gina Militia starburst, which, of course, is where the sun is captured in such a way. So it looks like a, a starburst, like yeah. a like an asterisk. And I yes. loved it when Gina explained it to me. And I, and when, uh, when, she find, when I explained it, when she explained it to me and I finally understood it and I got my first starburst, um, it was all very exciting. Uh, it's exciting. But, but Gina explained that you need a high aperture, so like f22 yes. or something like that. And the yep. main point of having the high aperture is because if you have a low aperture where the hole is bigger, then it just sort of captures the sun as a big mass of light. But if you have a small aperture where the hole is smaller, the sun has um, a much smaller hole to get through onto your image. And because of the way your shutter fans are splayed, that's what gives you the little rays of the asterisk, so to speak. So well that's done, how Belle. You... Where do you go? <laughs> this is like, just like you can such... have your own show next week. It was such a light bulb moment for me. That's awesome. <laughs> and then you posted that on Facebook, didn't you? Yeah, and Instagram. Uh, okay, so then, um, so that's the that's the spa, which is looks very nice. I wouldn't mind going there, except it'd be too cold when I came out. 
No, it's not because you can actually – the way they've designed the place, it's a beautiful, beautiful spa, is you can actually um, get into the water from the dressing room. Oh. Which is inside. And then when you're there under the – I thought the same thing, Val. I'm going to freeze. Mm. But it's actually really hot in the, in the water. And then they give you these face masks that you put on your face. And uh, so everyone is wandering around with face masks on. Oh. What's the face <laughs> mask for? It's like uh, it's supposed to uh, like um, uh, keep your face warm. No, no, it's just like has all these uh, healing and purifying oh. properties, and yeah, yeah, you put it on your face, and then you're supposed to put um, conditioner in your hair because the salt, uh, the water of the springs actually really dries your hair out. So um, oh. yeah, I put a whole like bucket of conditioner on my hair because I didn't want dry hair, Val. No, like no. I want to have that happen to you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but it was just like I felt really relaxed and uh, felt great. And it like that whole area uh, feels like if you wanted to ever shoot a movie about the uh, surface of the moon, mm. you'd go there because that's what it feels like. There's like no trees. Wow. It's just all this sort of la- lava and, and rock and uh, it, it feels like you have landed on a, another planet. Ridiculous. Yeah, right. yeah. Now, if anyone out there has seen The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, which is, stars Ben Stiller, uh, Gina and I actually watched that together when it was out, and much of um, a certain section of it is filmed, I think, in Iceland, yeah. uh, or certainly in that area, and a lot of the shots here that we're about to come to uh, look like a lot of the scenery in that movie. Well, there you go, because it it's the same country, Val. It's funny, that. <laughs> <laughs> so there's one great one of it looks like an abandoned shed of sorts, and it's a yep. semicircular-shaped shed with these big doors. But yep. the shed looks abandoned because the entire thing is fully rusted. Yes. And it's on a lot of grassland or step or, you know, tundra or whatever it is it's called there. But there's a lot of, I imagine, what Gina would call sexy clouds. Sexy clouds, well. Mm. Sexy. So – the thing with uh, these shots, and uh, I was just running through uh, one of these shots with the uh, gold community for our mastermind call, and uh, basically um, the way I'm shooting uh, this sort of stuff these days is you can pull so much more information out of the shadows in post-production. So what I want to make sure is I focus on getting uh, enough detail in the sky, and the way a lot of uh, uh, old-school landscape photographers would do a shot like this is they would use a um, uh, a graduated uh, neutral density filter so that the uh, top half of your image uh, received uh, less exposure than the bottom half so that you're not overexposing the clouds because if you if I exposed uh, for the shadows in this image which would have been the front of that rusted shed and the grass uh, I would have got a sky but the clouds would have been blown out because the sun was just sort of over to the left of the frame. So instead I've been exposing, not using uh, filters, but instead I expose for the sky and what I end up with is my raw image 
stage where actually you can barely see any detail in the, the facade of the shed or the sky. And then I bring that back uh, by opening up the shadows in uh, post-production. And you can do that with using uh, Lightroom or Capture One uh, actually does a better job of it. So, um, and you can get these uh, adding a bit of clarity just makes it, uh, brings in all the detail and you get these really gritty shots. This for me was what I wanted to capture in Iceland. These sort of shots and these sort of uh, structures are everywhere. Lots of rustic, uh, gritty images in these uh, locations that like that, that they seem like they're in the middle of nowhere. And this is what I really loved about Iceland. And, and so you'd be driving along and uh, you'd spot spot this try and find somewhere to pull over mm. and uh and this is where i thought i was going deaf fell this is the <laughs> moment that happened so i had to include this shot it was okay. so quiet there this shot is great because the sexy clouds they're quite dynamic it's if, as if there's a lot of movement in them and so much so that i'm looking at this shot and i actually feel like the clouds are moving and that they are in 3d it's the weirdest thing i'm thinking am i on drugs no i'm not on drugs are the, are the clouds actually moving? No, they can't possibly be moving because this is a still image, but it's so dynamic and so 3D that it really feels like the clouds are moving. It's great. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So um, uh, very, very cool image. And I think I shot this on the uh, 16 to 35. I think I keep calling it the 17 to 35. It's actually 16. It's how little I use it. It's probably uh, one of my uh, lenses. I, I, I love using it, but, um, you know, I n- never have much uh, call for it in portrait photography. But in landscape photography, that super wide lens is mm. what gives you those, uh, you know, really epic sex looking cloud so it's, it's it's a ripper and you've got the 2.8 um aperture on that so it's a fast lens very very cool lens to have yes for this now sort of stuff you've shot some sheep i love sheep val i'm in love with the sheep well, so sheep? Uh, there's a couple of examples of the sheep so it took me a while to work out how to shoot sheep so <laughs> i want to show you an example of uh where i got them not not so not so great shot because it's all of their sheep bottoms as they're walking away from me but like when I saw them on the as I was driving past they were all really close and just sitting there and they just look at you mm-hmm. and so I got out of the car and started walking over and as soon as you get too close they walk away and of course at that point I still had the 16 to 35 on and so when you try and shoot them they're even further away so I learned my mm-hmm. lesson Val mm-hmm. and uh, with that shot which looks like it's basically on the moon like there's not much to eat there for the poor sheep but if you scroll down I've put them out of order but if you keep scrolling down you'll see that I actually I learnt my lesson Mm -hmm. and I got uh, uh, another shot of the uh, the sheep mm-hmm. and uh, there's three of them up close that I shot on my 70 to 200 at 200 and I learned this the, the trick Val is uh, you shoot with a long lens so that you're mm-hmm. not in their personal space because they don't like it when you're in your their personal space <laughs> right mm-hmm. and then you call them by name, Val, because it's oh, just polite. Oh, how so did you know direction. their name? So, well, these three that are here, and look mm-hmm. how much they, they're paying attention, right? They're mm-hmm. looking dead at camera and they're working it. Steve, Dave, and Tony. You reckon? 
Yes. So I got out of the car and I first I called Steve mm-hmm. and he came over and then I called Dave and Tony and they came over and they stood and they let me take their photo. <laughs> and they didn't move. They do look like a Steve, Dave and Tony. Don't they? Yes. Steve is the one on the far right. Yeah, right. Okay. In the middle, on the left. Excellent. That, well, are they mates? Are you emailing? Are you Facebooking with them now? I didn't get their email and they haven't They haven't accepted my uh, Facebook request, Val. I'll be disappointed. But okay. I feel like we had a connection at that time. I'm just disappointed that it yes. hasn't gone any further. But I'm pretty happy with the – like I will never forget that moment. Okay. So in the show notes, we will actually make sure that the images of Steve, Dave and Tony are near um, the, uh, the other images of the sheep's bottoms so that you yes. can look at them in context. Thank All you, right. Val. <laughs> what, what else? <laughs> so um, the – okay, so as so it was like this trip, I made it up as I went along um, and uh, I just wanted to photograph what I saw and what inspired me and I didn't really have much of a plan other than I knew where I had to drive to the next day and so mm-hmm. each leg of the trip was uh, probably about six to eight hours of driving. Oh, which my meant, God. But it wasn't like 100 k's an hour driving constantly. It was like drive for half an hour, stop, drive for 10 minutes. The, the, the first couple of days, it was a lot more stopping than actually driving. But mm. then I got better at stop spotting places and uh, I also got better at shooting and I learned to actually uh, ditch the wide-angle lenses and just stick with the long lens. Mm. And I found that I could get a lot more because I could get a lot closer to stuff. Yes. So as I... I was driving, um, I was looking for a cafe and there was a sign that that said like it's got the knife and the fork. Yes. And, you know, 15 kilometres off off a road. And what does that say to you? There's food 15 kilometres away. Okay, so I took that. So, but I had to go off road for that onto gravel okay. on a bumpy like it was a four wheel drive. So that took me an hour and a half to get mm-hmm. to this place, mm-hmm. and I got there in the middle of nowhere and knock on the door, and they're like, "This is not a cafe. This is a roadhouse. You can stay. Like it's a guest house. Oh. We don't we don't serve food. Oh, and, surely it should but, have been a picture of a bed. So disappointed. But mm. as I was looking looking for the front door to this where I thought I was going to get coffee, Mm. I noticed the most spectacular clothesline I've ever seen in my life with the most Mm -hmm. epic backdrop. I'm like, I have to photograph this clothesline, but there was nothing on it. So as this guy's explaining to me that, like, there's no food, Mm -hmm. um, I said, do you mind (laughs) – do you mind if I photograph your clothesline (laughs) in your backyard? He's like, sure. Are you a photographer? (laughs) I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, do you mind if I take some of your washing and actually put it on the line? (laughs) Because they had their wash hanging uh, on another clothesline. This must have been the outdoor clothesline and they got an indoor one. The reject clothesline. Yeah, sure. You can grab a towel or a sheet and hang it there. I said, that's great. And then it turned out that Mm -hmm. like, 
I went back and had a chat to the guy afterwards. He's also a photographer oh. and he's also a pilot and oh. uh, he pulls out his brochure and he shows me and I'm like, you need a new headshot. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I shot a new headshot for him while oh I was there. Oh, my God, how funny. And, uh, and then he told me about – he does. He actually does uh, private tours with photographers. So uh, it, his stuff looks pretty good. Obviously, it's not tested, but I've put a link uh, to in the show notes. To He's a local. He's been yeah. doing it for 20 years. He knows his stuff. So if you want to uh, learn more about uh, that, it's www.phototours.is. Uh, and uh, there, there's a shot of the, his towel uh, blowing in the wind. Uh, I really love this shot. It's unexpected, but that's, that's you know, my twist and, on Iceland. <laughs> and if you want to take a photo of his clothesline, just look for the sign with the fork and knife. Yeah, but you've got to go off-road for that, yeah. a long way off-road. So it was off the beaten track, uh, but I think well worth it. I'm, I'm very happy with that shot, Val. <laughs> yes. Now, you actually did take photos of ice. I did. I see. You uh, actually did find what really looks like, well, you know, the set of Star Wars or something, not just the set of the moon, but um, which is that Star Wars episode that they're with the you're ice? You're asking me. It's all right. You're anyway. Me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it sounds of Yokul Southern Glacier Lagoon. Well done, Val, because I wasn't even going to attempt that. But uh, Apologies this... to any Iceland. Dians who, you know, may have noticed I got that wrong. Anyway. This is something that I stumbled on, Val, and I knew, about, I knew about this lagoon and uh, I spotted it as I was driving through. You you have to, uh, like, walk down, a, like, trek a fair way to see it, but you can actually catch a glimpse of it out of the corner of your eye from the road Ooh. and I actually saw it and had to double back and come back and I'm like, that looks amazing and then you walk along this track for about 10 minutes and then there it is this this glacier lagoon on a black sand beach and so you've got these uh icebergs coming out and Mm. uh it's ridiculously beautiful and again you feel like you're on another planet it does feel like you're on the set of a star wars movie definitely definitely and it's really a landscape that is there's a lot of glaciers a lot of ice some mountains in the background so basically what's great about this shot and what Gina has captured because she's got herself the right angle is there's there's stuff in every at every depth so there's rocks in the foreground there's ice in the middle ground there's um plains but scattered with ice in the background and then on the horizon there are mountains and then beyond that there's a big sky with with um different layers of clouds so it's just like layer upon layer upon layer upon layer so obviously with this, I imagined you – so your point of focus was just the furthest away. It was infinity or something. Was, was it? Uh, I think I was focusing on the middle ground. But this shot, Val, this mm-hmm. would be the type of location that you would want to, um, if you're into this sort of stuff, to do it justice, uh, you'd need to spend a bit of time there and you'd want to be there either early in the morning or late in the afternoon because the cloud – the sh- the contrast was quite high at the time of day that I was there and uh, I, I wish I was more prepared. Uh, this would have been a location that I would have liked to have gone back to 
and got a beautiful sunset or a sunrise because it would have been epic. It was really cold and very windy there too, and I was hungry at that time. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I spent enough time there to do it justice. But it's like it's a, a matter of like, you know, you've got to pick your battles. Uh, you And it's with any photo shoot, Val, and it's like I say this when we're sh- shooting portraits, like you can have a person and you can try and bang out 15 shots right in a day and you can shoot really quickly and get lots and lots of stuff but the problem with that is you're going to dilute um you know the the impact of your shots so i sort of uh took a snap here and and kind of didn't didn't really uh do it justice it would have been good to spend more time there now regular listeners will know that gina is obsessed with bikes but her latest obsession is actually with birds so there are there are some shots um some great shots with with birds uh in this series which you can find in the show notes but i want to actually move on to you like last episode you started the episode with um uh, uh, the song lyrics from TLC, Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls, <laughs> Stick With the Rivers and Lakes That You're Used To. But it seems that you did go chasing waterfalls. I did. I found have, one. Yep. Yes. Tell us what happened there. So I went to this waterfall specifically to shoot this for the uh, Get Off uh, Auto uh, course that we're working on, Val, and I mm-hmm. wanted to um, shoot uh, show uh, shutter speed and how it works, and I think this is a really uh, good way that the, the waterfall uh, shows how shutter speed works with your camera. And so basically um, to get a good shot of a waterfall, you – Definitely need a tripod. Uh, mm-hmm. You also should have an ND filter. It helps. And, and uh, to get the, the the detail in the water, you actually do want an overcast sky um, because it means that there's less contrast and you're going to get the detail in the rocks and also the detail of the water. Another thing, if you're doing a long exposure and it's a windy day, you want to be uh, mindful of the fact that if you're doing a long exposure and you've got trees uh, moving, they're going to be... Uh, the movement's going to show in the image so you might want to get a clean plate at a faster exposure where you get the trees sharp so that you can blend those images uh, later in in post-production you want to make sure that if you're very close to the waterfall you protect your gear from splashing water like a towel or a little raincoat for the camera is good and then when you're shooting and you do have grey skies it's probably best that you crop those out because the grey skies actually don't do anything for for the shot themselves so I've got a selection of images there where you can see the difference where I've shot with a a fast shutter speed of one one thousandth of the second and you can see that I've actually captured uh, the the, the force of the waterfall you can see uh, like the little droplets and then as we uh, scroll through I've gone down to you know 500 the 30th a quarter of a second and you can see that uh, as we're shooting uh, at a quarter of a second and slower we're starting to get that silky effect in the Mm. Water. And finally, uh, the 30-second exposure, uh, this is the sort of ideal situation to get that silky water because you get uh, different sort of um, textures in the water as well mm. and it just gives uh, life to the whole um, to the whole shot. So if you want to create that long, that silky-looking water, you want to use a long shutter speed of, say, 30 seconds. And to do that, you need a neutral density filter. Basically, you put that on the front of the camera and mm. uh, it... Uh, 
it knocks back the exposure, hitting the uh, the camera sensor, and uh, you, it allows you to do uh, these uh, longer exposures. And so I had to trek for that shot, Val. I had to climb things. And we are very thankful for it. Now, um, you mentioned neutral density filters, and what I'd like to do in an upcoming episode or or maybe in an in-between episode is just yes. to talk a little bit more about neutral density filters. I don't think we can do it justice in this episode, just yes, so sure. that um, listeners can get a little bit more of an idea of when you might use it and, and what kind of effect it has, if that's okay. Sure, yes. Great. All right. Well, goodness me, there are – what was the highlight of, of Iceland? Um, just the fact that it was just so rugged, Val, and I had the place to myself and I really felt like I was an explorer and uh, the, the freedom that, it, you know, the, like all of it, I can't think of one single thing, but like really? I think the, la- the last couple of days where I got the last two shots in the show notes mm-hmm. uh, with uh, one with the, uh, the huge mountain range where I actually got up early, very early, had the whole place to myself and mm. uh, took this shot through through the fence with the mountain range in the background using my 270 to 200 so they brought the mountains forward uh, mm. and the light is quite even and uh, that, that that just was like quite a beautiful uh, scene to me and then also the horses uh, I love. I love this I love this last yes. shot so basically yes. it's of a, it's a landscape shot with um, you know basically uh, tundra or steppe what I'm not sure what it's called in Iceland but basically the, the the brush that's in the foreground and then there's also a barn and there's a one horse just peeking out of the barn and yeah, another Greg. horse just but, Greg, his name is, okay. And then another horse by his side, Andrew, outside Mm. of the barn. How do you know they're not Millie and Molly or Mandy? Jimmy is the bird flying above. Uh, And there's a bird just above the barn. And in the background there is the mountain and then some uh, 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 layer of clouds that look like they're exploding and and Mm. then this big sky. And it is a magical shot. I really do love this one as well. So Mm. fantastic. But how do you know they're Andrew and Jimmy and Greg? Look at them, Val. Right. Okay, of course, of course, no problem. Maybe we sh- you should get them on the show next time. They don't do podcasts, Val. Don't they? No. <laughs> All right. It's a magical shot. You can find them in the show notes at ginamilitia.com. And, of course, if you want to join uh, our community on Facebook, then look up So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community. Just search for that. And you can join. It's free. If uh, It's a great sort of uh, water cooler conversation for listeners of this podcast. If you want the next level of mentoring where you get access to to Gina and feedback on your photos and regular tutorials and also live masterminds, then have a look at the Gold Community, which is an awesome group of people um, uh, at ginamilitia.com. Click on join the community. So hashtag Gina challenge this week. What will that be? And, of course, this is where we upload our photos that you can interpret the topic however you like. And this week's topic is? 
Epic scenery, Val. Right. Upload your mm. photos and in the uh, Facebook group or in the Gold community and use hashtag Gina Challenge, hashtag epic scenery. Can't you don't wait. Have, yeah, you don't have to go to Iceland for your epic scenery or even somewhere far away. You can have epic scenery in your own backyard. We'd love to see how you interpret this week's challenge. Now, mm. where do we find you online, Gina? So you can find me at ginamilitia.com, G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A, uh, and I'm at Gina Militia on Twitter and at Gina Militia on Instagram. And when you go to ginamilitia.com, make sure you sign up for Gina's newsletter because there's a lot of exclusive stuff that only goes out in the newsletter, uh, and it's an it's a awesome resource, very inspiring. I find it really motivational, even though I've known Gina for so long. Um, you'll find me online at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram and I am Valerie Koo on Facebook as well. So awesome. Thank you for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.